grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? Again, I'm going to say it. Inching ever closer to Christmas. We're getting there, you know. I'm back into my Advent calendar today, sucking up chocolate. You know, it's just I'm a chocolate fiend anyway. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. And we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. We're going to be talking about miraculous healing. And miraculous healing being, there's one particular healer that our, my guest, William Gladstone, focused on in his, his new book. And he's going to be talking about him and, and, and some of the stuff he did. And, and I think you're going to find it really interesting. My name, again, is Charlotte. And I am also, I am the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state, which means we can get to you. Let me turn myself up a little bit here. Yeah, let me boost my metagame. Boost your metagame. I'm a Star Trek fan. Which means we can get to you from wherever you are in the state. Okay, it might take us a couple hours. But we will, in fact, get to you and help you out. And the best thing about what we do is that we don't charge for it. It's all informational for you and stuff. And we will help you to the best of our knowledge. And uh, that doesn't mean we're going to go in saying that your, your house is haunted or anything like that. We go in and, and actually investigate. We're looking at natural stuff and all that and everything else before we're going to deem a house haunted and, and look at the paranormal part of it. So uh, check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can check us out at Twitter. You can check us out on YouTube. You can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out at TikTok. Um, where else? Uh, Twitch, too. All right. And just an FYI, over at um, Instagram, I am GhostyGal, G-H-O-S-T-Y-G-A-L, old lowercase. And um, over on TikTok, we are CalHaunts, and we are lowercase California Haunts at TikTok, and we are California Haunts on facebook and my name of course as well tonight's going to be a phone interview to let you know uh last quick last minute change to phone interview which is fine you know no problem with it um so i just want to let you guys get a heads up on that so that all being said and i got an s thing going on tonight i don't know why that that all being said um if you like what you see during the show or you like what you hear during the show please be sure to like Hit, hit the like button and hit that follow button um, because I am looking for followers on Facebook. You know, if you're watching from from uh, California Haunts Ghostly Events or if you're watching directly off my Facebook page, please hit that like and follow button. I'd really appreciate it. If you're watching from YouTube, and a lot of people do watch the show from YouTube, there's a little ghost. See, I can do this now. See, whoop, right there. I hit really quick. In the bottom right-hand corner there, if you hit that, if you click on that ghost, little red subscribe button will come up we've got more than 450 videos sitting over there and those videos uh are of varying topics like tonight we're talking about miraculous healings uh, earlier in the week this week and last week we had other topics going on i'm a journalist i'm a photojournalist so i like verify you know i like i like varying what verifying i like verif varying the topics that that we cover here and i'm sorry my chair is creaky i'm gonna have to oil this thing it's old it's on my Christmas wish list, a new desk chair with a massager. Anyway, so yeah, so so please subscribe and if you haven't already at YouTube. And please uh, hit that follow button. If you go visit us at TikTok, please hit that follow button. 
and hit that follow button on Facebook as well. Okay, so uh, like I said, this is going to be a phone interview with this gentleman, and um, it happened last minute, so I'm going to have to find the phone number and the email. I had it, uh, and then I got distracted by another, by another um, email he sent me. So let me get this here. Just give me a minute, and we will get this show on the road. And I know it's here. Don't you hate when an email, just, you get something, and ah, there we go. When you get an email, and, and then all of a sudden what you're looking for disappears, that really bites. All right. Okay, I think we got this. So let me get my little dialing thing up. Oh, there we go. Paste. Ah, look at that. Things that they create. I'm going to leave that there for now. Anyway, I want to thank you all for coming tonight. I think it's going to be a great show. So like I said, uh, hopefully we have a good phone connection for tonight. And you bear with me. And uh, we're going to get this, as they say, as my father used to say, get the show on the road. His name is, uh, our guest tonight is William Gladstone, and he's going to be talking about miraculous healing. So here we go. Hello, Mr. Gladstone. How are you? Good, how are you? Excellent. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm delighted to be on your show. How many uh, people listen to your show? We, we are averaging about uh, live about two or three hundred, and then it takes off from there. Uh, you know, we end up doing another 500, 600, in the, you know, on, on right. the RSS okay, feed. So we're going to reach almost a thousand people. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So we're rolling. Tell me. How long do you normally do your interviews? How long? About an hour. Okay, about an hour. We can do this. Okay. Tell me about yourself, sir. Well, I'm a literary agent and an author and a publisher. I have degrees from Yale College and Harvard University in Spanish literature and anthropology with a specialization in medical anthropology. And that's one of the reasons I wrote the book about Master Shah, because he's a alternative healer, and I was intrigued by his success. Absolutely. So tell me about Master Shah. Let's get some nuts and bolts on this thing, because... I've read a little bit about him online, but I, I, I bet you know a lot more. Yeah, well, he he was introduced to me about 15 years ago. He had already been a New York Times bestselling author, and um, for some reason he felt he needed a literary agent. So I was contacted because I'm the agent behind the Four Dummies series, mm -hmm. very successful, you know, started with Dots for Dummies, Windows for Dummies, and then everything. We've sold over 500 million books. So he wanted the same agent that created that series because he had an idea that he wanted to do a series, a healing series. So we, we met over the phone, and I, I was intrigued by him. I said, I'm not really sure you need an agent. you got great deals already. But he said, no, no, I communicate directly with heaven, and heaven says, you know everybody. You should be my agent. I said, okay. <laughs> and so we started working together, and it's been wonderful ever since. I, uh, you know, agent, one of his bestsellers, um, went to a different publisher, um, Miracle Soul Healer, sold, I think, 350,000 copies, New York Times bestseller. And then um, he got me involved with other things he's doing. He does calligraphy. He puts his healing energy into calligraphy. So wow. helped him um, market his calligraphy. He also puts his energy into song, what he calls Dow Song. So I found a record producer that is going to be releasing his album uh, next month, I think, actually. They're going to be releasing the Dow Songs. And, um, you know, I've gotten to know him very well. And, you know, I did the research and wrote the book about him and spoke with 
really dozens of patients, some of whom had been basically told by their traditional medical doctors that they better, you know, be resigned the fact that they weren't going to live much longer. But with Master Shah's intervention, uh, some of them 15 years later are still alive, overcoming cancers and other, you know, major illnesses. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm convinced he's the real deal and, um, you know, the world can benefit from learning more about him. Absolutely. Where did he get his training or did it just come naturally? Well, he, he, was, he was born in China and he did study uh, traditional Western medicine, which is a great benefit because he understands the human body in the same way that a Western medical practitioner does. Mm -hmm. But in addition, he studied acupuncture, herbal medicine, Tai Chi, Qigong, all of the traditional Chinese practices. And so he is an expert in both Eastern non-traditional, I would call them, it's traditional for China, but non-traditional for mm -hmm. the Western world medicine, as well as medical practices that, you know, are, are you know, practiced throughout the major hospitals and major hospitals. And, and he has great respect for medical doctors, and he never tells patients that they shouldn't follow their traditional Western medical uh, doctor's advice. And what he does enhances, for example, sometimes people do need surgeries and he'll do a, uh, a special blessing, healing, to ensure that the surgery goes as well as possible, that everybody is, is sort of attuned. Because what he does is he's able to connect with the Tao. The Tao is the source that really is the ultimate creator of all things, mm -hmm. including emptiness. Like people talk about the Big Bang. And yes, at the level of physics, we can explore the Big Bang and, and start, you know, calculating time from the Big Bang and all the physical evidence that, you know, the universe exists in physical form. But in Lao Tzu, who wrote the Tao Te Ching over 2,500 years ago, um, it's explained that before there was even matter, there was the Tao. And the Tao created the world of things, but also the world of emptiness. And the world of emptiness is actually the world of unlimited potential. And in some ways, it's more powerful than the world of things. Because as soon as something exists as a thing, it's impermanent. Nothing will last forever. Whereas nothingness, the world of emptiness, does last forever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, you can't prove it scientifically yet. So there's a lot of evidence that indicates it may be true. There is... A source of the universe which is eternal, which means something existed before the Big Bang mm -hmm. and something will exist after the contraction, according to, you know, recent scientists, and obviously it's speculative, but many believe that just as the Big Bang created the universe, there will eventually be a contraction where all matter in the universe will contract to a single dot and the universe will cease to exist. That would just be a cycle, and the, and the, the Tao, the source would still remain because there's constant energy in both the world of nothingness and the world of things. So, that, you know, these are very complex concepts, but they inform Master Shah's teachings and his actual practice. His actual practice is based on being able to access the Tao, being able to access these other dimensions of reality and bring the energy of those other dimensions to the dimension on earth in which people get sick and, you know, experience, you know, all the ups and downs of being a human being. 
Interesting. So does he do any, ha- you know, does he physically handle the patient? The, 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 the patient? No, he never touches okay. the patient. Okay. He doesn't touch him. So I, I, I should say in special situations, and he used to, he used to use acupuncture. He was so proficient with acupuncture that the Chinese government actually asked him to create an acupuncture center outside of Beijing just to treat deafness because he's one of the few acupuncturists who was able to use acupuncture to heal mm-hmm. deafness. And I've seen video of, actually it was a very famous uh, Hindi star in India who had been deaf for 10 years and um, he healed her using acupuncture. And, uh, you know, I didn't I haven't checked on her in the last 10 years, but at the time, you know, she had regained uh, hearing, you know, for a, at least a 10 year period. So mm-hmm. he, he's had some remarkable results. Um, and, you know, he does use, you know, acupuncture when appropriate. But 99% of the healings that I've observed with him have been completely non-physical, including not necessarily even in the same location. He can do remote healing. That's what I was going to ask you. So he does remote viewing. And how does he do that? Is he doing that via Skype or, or stuff like that? Or is he just meditating? Well, he, he, can do it, he can do it. Yeah, he, he doesn't need to necessarily see you to do it. <laughs> he, he, you know, that's always right. nice. But he can just do it, you know, over the phone. Um, and his most popular technique right now is just through calligraphy. He'll mm-hmm. he'll speak with someone and find out what's wrong with them, and create a calligraphy, and then send that calligraphy to them, and they trace the calligraphy. Mm-hmm. And by tracing the calligraphy, they recreate the energetic of the healing that he has put into the calligraphy. And I didn't believe this was possible, <laughs> but people in my own family, including a stepdaughter who had cancer, used this calligraphy in this way and had remarkable healing. So it defies explanation from a traditional scientific perspective, mm-hmm. but these healings are real. You know, uh, talking about the calligraphy, I do have a friend that does healings and she does something similar. She's uh, Vietnamese. And she will send me stuff occasionally because I have a bad back and stuff. And she will send me Vietnamese writings and stuff, you know, for, for me to copy. Yeah, like that. I, I have another client who is Korean who also uses calligraphy. Her father was head of a monastery in Korea, and her father was a, a lama as well and did calligraphies and used calligraphies. The, the use of calligraphies in Eastern cultures is well-established going back thousands of years. And it's interesting because from Master Shah's perspective, the Tao cannot be seen, heard, or touched. The Tao cannot be found in a mountain. It cannot be found mm-hmm. in a lake. But the energy of the Tao can be placed in a calligraphy. And if you look at the tradition of calligraphy, the emperors of China had their own calligraphers. And the last living calligrapher who was trained by the last calligraphers of the last emperor of China actually chose Dr. Shah to teach him the one-stroke technique, which I believe he's perhaps the only one-stroke calligrapher on the planet. Um, He's certainly the only one-stroke calligrapher who also has the training in accessing the energy of the Tao. So his calligraphies are unique, and his large calligraphies actually sell for as much as a million dollars. And there's been four or five recorded sales at that price. So, you know, someone who's able to access Master Sean receive a calligraphy, um, you know, and his, his price is much less for individuals, you know, in need, right. um, is fortunate indeed, because the calligraphies do 
he also has other techniques that um, don't seem possible but, but are proving effective. He now has perfected Tao water where he puts the healing energy into water and he can do this remotely and people drink the water and remarkably there's been hundreds of testimonials of people just by drinking the water which has the Tao energy in it have been able to overcome many issues, eye strain issues, back pain issues, and many even more severe conditions. How old is he? He's in his mid-60s. Okay. But he, he has the energy of a much younger human being. I mean, <laughs> he, he, I've, I've been on calls with him that have gone on for as long as six hours of teaching. And, you know, he has as much energy as he has six hours as he did at the beginning. And I've been to retreats that he's put on where he's literally – you know, teaching 14 to 16 hours a day for five days at a time. Hmm. I mean, he, he, he's almost like a child and that his enthusiasm when he's teaching, um, he forgets all about time and just, you know, as he says, I can't stop myself. He, he's so dedicated. When you say teaching, what do you mean by teaching? Well, he literally teaches the principles. I mean, he teaches, you know, the, the nature of the Tao. He teaches what he calls Tao creation and Tao reverse creation. Mm -hmm. He teaches the principles that he's learned from reading Lao Tzu, um, who's the most famous, you know, Tao essayist in history. Um, he teaches, you know, other techniques. He teaches Tai Chi. He teaches healing chants. He teaches song. He teaches movements. So he's always teaching. He, 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 above everything else, I, I mean, the very first time I met him face-to-face, -face, it was at an event he was doing, and he was teaching, and he uses a clipboard, and he, I mean, he's just a very good teacher. I went to Harvard, I went to Yale, I know good teaching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Master Shah is among the best um, in every aspect of the teaching. He's, he's very dedicated, and he's selfless in his teaching. He, he just wants people to understand, because it's always going to be better if you understand the techniques that he's teaching mm -hmm. and not just for your own personal health but in terms of your ability to become a healer yourself that's really what got my attention more than anything else i had done books about other you know very accomplished healers john of god other people i've done a lot of study of edgar casey mm -hmm. but i had never met anyone who was able to train other people in his technique and that they then were able to go out and heal and in my book uh, miracle soul healer i interviewed about 10 of his top teachers mm -hmm. and i've been able to confirm that these teachers have also had incredible success using master shah's techniques um and have healed you know very grave illnesses including cancers well, at what age did he realize he could do this well, I, I, I do in the book go over his early life. When he was six years old, he was walking by the river in his little town in China, and a woman was coughing very badly, and he said, how can we help this woman? And his mother said, well, we can give her some tea and some herbs, and that's going to help. And it really was at that age, that young, that he decided he wanted to help humanity and help his villagers and become a healer. A few months later, he was in the park, and there was a Tai Chi class going on. And even though he was only six or seven years old, he went up to the Tai Chi teacher and said, Master, Master, I, I must learn Tai Chi. Will you teach me? 
the man looked at him and said, you're too scrawny and young. Uh, you're not ready. And But he went back every day, you know, for a week. And finally, the teacher relented and took, asked the parents. And the parents said, sure, you go ahead and teach him. And so he started learning Tai Chi and then starting everything else, the herbal medicine um, and all these other traditional Chinese remedies. And so I don't think it was a conscious decision. It was just something that he was born to do. If you follow his belief system, I, I think he would say that he was reincarnated because he believes in reincarnation. Okay. And he was reincarnated to be a healer. He's also received so many accolades. He's considered the 573rd lineage holder of Pan Zhu, who is Lao Tzu's teacher. So, you know, the Chinese have their own way of recognizing genius. It's not the same as, you know, like I've also looked at the Dalai Lama, for example, and, you know, the Dalai Lama is believed to be the reincarnation and of his former lamas. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's different belief systems in the East than we have in the West. Um, and I was a complete skeptic. I, I mean, as an anthropologist and a scientist, um, I never believed in reincarnation. I still have different opinion about the true nature of reincarnation, but I, I certainly respect that, you know, many people do believe in reincarnation. And for Master Shah, um, it's an essential part of his teaching because he believes in karma, that when you are ill or when you have a life crisis, it's probably a result of karma. And what's interesting is it's not necessarily your direct karma from this lifetime. It could be actions you took in the past, mm -hmm. which created the negative situation you're experiencing in this lifetime. I still have issues with that because it seems to me it's not really fair. Why do we get punished for something that we did in the past life? But, you know, I'm, I'm, I've become less skeptical because it's effective. I mean, he, he does approach healings as healing the soul. Mm -hmm. And so for him, he reads the past lives of people, and that's part of what he's doing. And because of that, in certain instances, he is not able to heal. He just says, no, they, their karma won't allow it. They, they, they did something very bad in the past life, and this is their destiny, and I, I can't intervene. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he, he follows his own belief system very strictly. In a way, I can understand his beliefs, because I know I've heard from others who have said that once you pass away and you're and you want to come back to the earth, you make choices for yourself as to how you want to live your next life. Yes, I've heard that from many people as well, and, and many teachers. And, and you know, I represent a, a great variety of you know spiritual teachers, and um, I think there's truth to that. Um, that said, I think the, the, the universe is much more complicated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, there's 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 parallel universes, and you know. There's certain situations in which, you know, yes, you are destined for a certain outcome, but mm -hmm. I think there's other situations where you can, because of free will, alter the outcome even if it was predestined. Okay. Have you ever heard, too, of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as past lives go, that sometimes, like he's saying, sometimes you did something you did in your past life can affect your life now, like you might find a scar on your body, and that scar is related to an injury you had or something that you did. Yes, I've, I've done, you know, so many books with people who have actually shown me the evidence of that happening in their own lives. So I'm open to that, um, but I'm still skeptical because, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's not something you can actually prove. Right, 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 right. 
So how many healings have you witnessed with him? Well, investigated at least five or six dozen, 50, wow. 70, something like that. Wow. Wow. But then I've read reports because he also ha- he attracts very intelligent, dedicated followers. And mm-hmm. so one of them, Dr. Peter Doba, whose book I also published, um, is a neurosurgeon. And he's, he presented me the evidence of a study of 600 people that he had studied. So, you know, collectively, you know, I, I've been made aware of hundreds, even thousands of healings personally investigated where I can categorically say I know for certain these healings, you know, were, were serious healings, you know, 70 to 80 probably. But even with just 70 or 80, with my background in statistics and understanding the, the placebo effect, I was able to determine, because in the beginning I thought, well, a lot of this, because one of the findings when I was at Harvard was that the most important correlate of success in any healing tradition is belief in the power of the healer. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, well, a lot of these people are just sort of a little brainwashed and the placebo is the reason they're getting well. Mm -hmm. But when I did my investigations, I found that some of the people being healed actually had just met Master Shop for the very first time, introduced through, uh, you know, an acquaintance, didn't necessarily believe in Master Shah's techniques, but were healed anyway. And in some cases, young infants were healed. And obviously the young infants had, you know, no capacity to believe or not believe in Master Shah. So, you know, that convinced me that the placebo was not going to be the answer to why we have all these miracle healings. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'd like to point out is even though I use the word miracle soul healer, and the reason I use that is because when Master Shah was in the Philippines, he was doing miraculous healings for so many members of the Philippine aristocrat, I don't know what they call it over there, that I think they had royal families, but you know the wealthy Philippine uh, oligarchy, I think at the time. And so that was a the designation they gave him because they couldn't explain these healings any other way than calling them miracles. They're not actually miracles because Master Shah maintains that these healings are following the laws of science mm-hmm. and he can train others to perform these healings. So they're only considered miracles by those of us, including you know the majority of medical mm-hmm. Western doctors who don't understand the process and have no other way of explaining it other than to say it's a miracle. But from Master Shah's perspective, they're fantastic outcomes, but they're not, in fact, miracles. Now, when he trains people, I mean, does he train them to believe in the stuff, or or, or how's that work? He he trains them in his techniques, and and even when he's teaching, he always says, Millions of people believe in karma. Millions of people don't believe in karma. I believe in karma, and this is the way I do it. And you know, and 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 it's not necessary for one of his practitioners to believe exactly what he believes, mm-hmm. but it is necessary that they follow his techniques. Okay, okay. Now, when somebody wants to go to him for a healing, how do they get a hold of him and stuff? Well, he he has a robust website with hundreds of healers who now have been trained. Getting an appointment with Master Shah himself is, is not easy. He's very, very busy. Um, but if you contact his website, and I think, you know, after this week, I, I, I didn't sure. to 
have the website in front of me, but um, you know, you just go there, but anyone can send me an email and I'll put them in touch with one of his master teachers mm -hmm. and then they'll follow up depending upon the, the need with, you know, what part of the country, what part of the world he is. He has practitioners in every uh, major continent, you know, Europe, Asia, Australia, uh, Africa, South America. So, you know, there's probably a practitioner who could, you know, address anyone who might be listening. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I don't get involved with that aspect right. at all. I'm, I'm really, you know, sticking to writing books, publishing books, and, um, you know, that's that's my focus. Right, right, right. Now, in your contact with him and, and, and following him around to, you know, to, to, to write your books and stuff, what's the process when somebody gets a hold of him? Does the, is there like an intake that he does and, and he looks at medical yeah, records he, and all that? He asks, or his students, teachers, practitioners ask, you know, as much information, including any medical reports that are, you know, whenever I've, I've worked with master Shah or observed master Shah working, he, you know, he wants precise information. The mm -hmm. more precise the information, I mean, oh, you have a tumor. Um, is it cancerous? Is it non-cancerous? Mm -hmm. Where is it? How large is it? Um, when did it start? What is your, you know, all these gets involved with medical terminology that I don't understand mm -hmm. as a layperson. But the more information uh, he can have, you know, from the, the medical reports, the more effective he and his students can be. Okay. Okay. That's what I was wondering. And then he can decide or they can decide how they're going to proceed from there. Exactly. Yeah. Or if they can proceed, as right. I say, there are some right. cases where you know he'll get the information and say, "I'm so sorry, but we're not going to be able to help." But even in that case, I've seen him do things because he believes not just in this life, but in eternal life. Right. So, if someone is destined to pass, one of the things that I've seen him do is offer a, a life blessing, so that when they pass their passage will be as positive as possible and what he calls their soul's journey will continue in the best way possible. So, and he did this in fact, just recently for my mother-in-law, we were very close and she was 98. Mm -hmm. It was time. She, she basically said she had a fall and after 98 years of robust living and a lot of joy and, and everything else, um, she really got to the point where, you know, she had limited, options of movement and, and her eyesight was gone and, and you know life was no longer meaningful to her mm -hmm. and she basically said you know got my wife and i and said you know i'm going to be leaving <laughs> so <laughs> that and, and within days she she left um but we called master sean he, he confirmed he said yes she is gonna transition there's nothing that i can do to prevent that but i will provide a blessing and she'll have, you know, the best of all possible passages. And I have to say, and, you know, I'm more skeptical than my wife, but a hummingbird started to appear soon after her passing, and that hummingbird still hangs around. Hummingbirds are notorious for not wanting to be around human beings. Mm -hmm. This hummingbird flies into our house. I mean, so maybe it is the spirit of her mom. I don't know. But, um, you know, she certainly seems to be a happy bird. <laughs> So I'm assuming grandma's doing great on the other side. That's that's true. So unlike a lot of healers, then he just, unlike a lot of healers that have one technique, he uses several different techniques then. Yes, he does have many different techniques. So I know that he has been focused 
so much on the healing power of calligraphy mm-hmm. that he feels the calligraphy is the most powerful. But he does do Tao Water, he does do Tao Song, and he does do some of his previous techniques. When I first met with him, he had this say hello technique, which was basically so simple. I, I wrote about it, and it's in the book, uh, the Miracle Soul Healer book. And and it's so simple that you say, this can't possibly work. I tried it, and it worked. Um, he, he has forgiveness practices. He has so many practices that are so simple that anyone, even if they're not able to make direct contact with Master Shah, can just pick up the book and, and use these practices. And you can pick up my book. But Master Shah is finally getting ready uh, next year to do the equivalent of the Four Dummies book series for mm-hmm. healing. And he did do two books last year. One, The first one was for back pain. You can get it on Amazon. I noticed you said you had a little back yes. issue. With the back pain book, and this is a true story, <laughs> it defies belief. We're very good friends with Queen Diambi of Africa. She's, she's a wonderful friend. And she was visiting, and she had been in an event with Deepak Chopra, and there had been a, a small car incident where she had her back thrown out. And that happened about six months before she was visiting with us. And her, her back was still hurting her. And I said, oh, I just have this new book that Master Shah did. Here, it's all about back pain. You don't even have to read it. Just take the book, lie down on top of it, and put it where your back is hurting. And she did that. And after 20 minutes, <laughs> the back pain went away, and she still is without pain. So sometimes okay. just having the calligraphy, because there's calligraphy on the back cover of the book, mm-hmm. and it's specifically designed to treat back pain. So, you know, it may not work for everyone, but, you know, if you have back pain, it's, it's a good, you know, it's $20 for the book, but you have to lose. You know, it's your beat getting surgery or, and, you know, everything else that people do to try to relieve back pain. Absolutely. And then the second book we did is on anxiety and depression, and he's going to do books on heart, he's going to do books on eye ailments, you know, every liver, every organ is going to get its own book with its own calligraphy. So that's going to be, because Master Shah's goal is not to heal a thousand people or even a hundred thousand people. Right. He wants to make available healing to hundreds of millions of people. And his belief is, and he says this in every one of his books, I can heal myself, you can heal yourself, together we can heal the world. And that's his mission. He has his own foundation, the Love, Peace, Harmony Foundation. He brings his teachings to people throughout the world. He does good deeds. He just uh, donated a couple hundred thousand dollars to build wells in Africa um, for people who had to walk hours to get water and never had fresh water. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's really a humanitarian, and his goal is to create a better world through healing and for people to understand that they can heal themselves, and that's his, his real purpose. Now, when he does healing, does he have, do a lot of meditation, or, or, or is he just able to do this? As he explains it, 50% would be, like, if he's giving you calligraphy or he's giving you water. Mm -hmm. But let's just stick with the calligraphy because that's the most popular technique. 50% is him putting energy into the calligraphy. But then the other 50% is the patient embracing the calligraphy Mm -hmm. and tracing. Now, tracing just means you take your hand and you, you recreate the movements of the calligraphy that he made to create the calligraphy. And for severe illnesses, he sometimes has people trace as much as two hours a day. So it's not without effort. But, you know, if you have a cancer or something, you know, really severe, you know, what's two hours versus, you know, possibly losing your life? So, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, 
you know, what he recommends. Now, with lesser conditions, I, I mean, I've seen in my own case, I had, I'm, I'm a golfer. I love to play golf. And I had a tournament coming up, and I just mentioned casually to Master Shah that I had golfer's elbow and I wasn't going to be able to participate. He said, oh, here, I'll do a real, and, he, and you know, less than 30 seconds, he did a little calligraphy, had it to you. He said, just trace it three times, you know, tonight, tomorrow, and, you know, you'll be able to play. And remarkably, I was. I even won the tournament. Um, and I, I, he, he also did something, and this is what I meant when it can't be the placebo effect. My mm-hmm. daughter was in, about to get married. She had, we, we had rented an island and, off had a case in the Mediterranean there in Spain. And I mean, it was a big deal wedding. And just a week before the wedding, she's a dancer and she had an injury. And the medical doctor that she saw said, you know, I'm really sorry, but you know, you're not going to be able to walk down the aisle. You know, you can still get married, but you know, it's going to take you months to heal. And um, we didn't know what else to do. Called Master Shah. I said, oh, I'll send a calligraphy. Got there, you know, we traded it over. And got there three days before the wedding, and she just traced it for three days. I don't know, you know, not a lot of time because she was busy preparing the wedding, maybe 20 minutes each day. I don't know. I didn't ask her exactly how mm-hmm. long. And for me, this is big miracle than anything else. Not only did she walk down the aisle, she danced till four in the morning on her wedding. Wow. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to spend a lot of time to be healed. It really depends on your condition and the situation. And I would think belief too. If you if you believe in 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 the healing, you know, in, in the healing that he's well, doing. But this is why. But in this case, my daughter didn't necessarily believe in it. She just wow. was desperate. She said, "I'll try it," but she didn't actually believe it was going to work. But it worked anyway. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, she had no prior contact with Master Shah. Had never read any of his books, and she just did it because she was desperate. And I said. Tara, you got to try it. I mean, what else are we going to do? I mean, I'm telling you, you can't even walk down the aisle, you know, see if it'll work, and it did. And how many people do you think he's trained? Oh, 500 to 1,000 at least. Wow. That's incredible. And then, and then, you know, that's why, you know, I changed the, I, I, this, this is a revised edition. I, I wrote the first edition about 15 years ago, and it was called Dr. Master Shah, Miracle Soul Healer exploring a mystery and i changed the subtitle it's now documenting a legend because for me it's still a mystery Mm -hmm. but more importantly this is a legendary healer he's going to go down in history as or greater than edgar casey who's probably the most famous healer in history um I, i i really can't imagine anyone surpassing the impact as a non-traditional healer that Master Shah is having on the world. So to me, you know, he's really worth investigating more. I hope other people, even more skeptical than I, do studies of him. Um, Because I really think this information can be very beneficial to millions and millions of people. Absolutely. And going back to his history and, you know, getting started and everything, how long did it take before people started realizing that, that he could do this and they started coming to him? You know, he's he's an overnight success that took 30 years at least. Um, he, he started in China. He got great renown in China, as I mentioned, for the acupuncture. They offered him, you know, this big position in his own hospital. He said, no, I really want to travel and explore. And they 
you know, allowed him to go to the Philippines, and in the Philippines he was a big success. Right. But then he he was motivated to go to Canada. He wanted to go to Canada, and he was able to go to Canada. And while he was in Canada, he discovered his own teacher, Dr. Gao, and there's a mm-hmm. film about Dr. Gao. Dr. Gao was also a miracle healer. This was before Master Shah realized that he had those similar abilities. Mm-hmm. And he studied with Master Gao in China for seven or eight years and received, you know, some of his abilities from Dr. Gao. Then he came back to Canada and started very, very humbly. His first lecture, only one person showed up. Wow. <laughs> And, um, you know, it didn't, it did it wasn't a success overnight because what he was doing was not conventional and there was no model for, you know, or, or way of proving that, you know, a lot of people just felt that this guy from China, his English wasn't very good at that time. What in the world is he? He's some kind of crackpot. I'm not going to trust my life to him. But his success just led to word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So it probably took about 10 years of very humble beginnings before he emerged as powerfully and as visibly as he is now. That's incredible. But what a neat story, though. I mean, it, it, even though it took a while. But see, that gave him time to really hone his craft and what he was doing. Well, he, he believes he's had direct contact with what we would call God. Okay. <laughs> I even read about this in the book. And and he's just a, he, he's a true believer in his beliefs. And he will do what he's been told by his guides, even if it seems impractical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he'll just keep going because he has these beliefs. And in his case, even the impractical, even the seemingly impossible, seems possible. <laughs> um, and, and I've experienced in other aspects, you know, we, we were very successful and uh, did, you know, a lot of books and you know, the art and he called me in, I think it was February, and he said, I, I've received divine guidance that we're supposed to release a, a record album. Can you help me do that? And I said, Master Shah, I'm a literary agent. I, I'm already over my head with this art. Mm-hmm. I don't really know anybody in the music business. I, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to help you. Um, why don't you give me six months, and, and let's revisit it then. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, but I'm going to send a blessing. So he sends a blessing. The next week, my daughter, who's a ghostwriter, calls me up and says, I've got this new client. She's in Atlanta and she's a marketing expert and she wants me to go write her book and she wants to talk to you first. And, you know, cause she might also want you to publish the book and, mm-hmm. you know, why don't you meet her? So I meet this woman on, on Zoom and we're sort of just talking. And then I'm asking her more and more about her background. And it turns out she's coming from the music business and she's just recently created a new uh, production company that is specializing in new world music and alternative music. And I mentioned Master Shah, and she said, oh, that, that could fit. Why don't you send me some of his music? So I send her the music. She falls in love with the music. Next thing you know, we have a contract to produce the music. So, you know, I, you know that's a different kind of miracle. But, you know, for me, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make any sense. I didn't know anybody in the music industry. He sends a blessing, and all of a sudden, this person shows up in a most circuitous way. Wow, karma, huh? Man, that's pretty cool. So is he going to write his own stuff, or, or how's that going to work? Yeah, oh yeah, he writes all his own music. He doesn't sing, well, he can sing in English and Chinese, 
but he sings in what he calls soul language, the language of the Tao. So the sounds, to me, actually are more representative of what I would consider indigenous music, mm -hmm. music you know that you sometimes hear uh, from Native American Indians, for example, or Native African tribal music. It's, it's a unique sound. And it's a healing. All of his music is about healing. Obviously, it can be entertaining as well. But, you know, and, and he has different songs, you know, for different specific ailments. And, and you know, and he has some songs which are very soothing just in general. But then he has other songs which, you know, are more specific for a specific condition. How long does it take you to write the book? Well, I'm a very fast writer. So I it took me a few months, not years. Um, and it was in part because Master Shah was so gracious with his time. I spent a week with him in Palm Springs, and we spent literally every minute together except the time we were sleeping. I went to every meal with him. I took a lot of notes. He had um, he has a wonderful assistant who uh, was a legal stenographer. So it, it, not only were it, were all the conversations recorded, but then I then she provided me with the text of everything. Mm -hmm. So it made my job much much easier. But, you know, I've written, you know, over a dozen books and, you know, even my most successful book to date, which is the novel, The Twelve, which sold about a half million copies, I wrote in, you know, probably six months. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, writing a novel is a lot harder, I think, than writing a biography. So, you know, all in all, you know, probably only three to four months because, um, you know, I did have to interview a lot of people. It was more the research than the actual writing. But I'm a, a very... Uh, accomplished writer so you know i write much faster than, yeah. you know, i represent a lot of writers and i have some writers who are very very good but they they're kind of envious because it takes them a year to do what i can do in a month in terms of speed of writing wow do you remember the first healing you went with him on or, or saw him do yes yes um it was in uh i think salomar is northern california and uh he healed someone from cancer the very first time i saw him and how did he do that one? Well, that time it, it was mostly chanting. He was doing chanting and um, sending healing energy. This was before he was using calligraphy. And, um, you know, the practices are, are documented in, in my book and in some of his earlier books. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, I, I was impressed. And, you know, they provided medical uh I don't know what you call them. I'm not a doctor, but you know, it showed that this person's tumor had greatly reduced. I mean, it was like one fifth the size that it had been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And I was still skeptical even after that. I have to say because you know, oh, it could have just been a random, you know, self remission. You know, things right. happen like that. But then that's why I got interested because if it just happened with one person, okay. That's not proof of anything. Mm -hmm. But if it's happened with hundreds of people, then you guys start scratching your head and saying, this is, this is not just coincidence. Something is real here. At what point now, now along that vein, what, what point did your skepticism start to, start to wane when you were with him? Pretty, pretty much when I finished writing the, the first edition of the book. Because mm -hmm. by then I had really investigated. I, I come from a scientific family. My father was a chemist. He became a book publisher, but before that he was one of the top chemists under uh, Yuri, who was one, given the Nobel Prize in chemistry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I was brought up and, and I had articles published, you know, even though 
wasn't my major in the Yale Scientific Magazine as an undergraduate. And so I really, you know, come from a, you know, if you can't measure it, it's probably not true. If it's too good to be true, it's probably not true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both those qualities were, you know, presented to me in the case of Master Shah. At least some of the things I couldn't measure and some of the things just seemed too good to be true. But I, I kept investigating and investigating until, you know, I was convinced, no, this is true <laughs> and it's real. So, you know, it took, I'd say at least a year because in the beginning, even though I represented his books, I wasn't totally convinced that, you know, everything in the book was, was authentically right. uh, provable. Um, particularly because in even the very first book was the first time he ever used calligraphy. He had uh, add a calligraphy image to Miracle Soul Healer. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know about this. But at a conference, I was at a conference, uh, Author 101, I was one of the main speakers at the time. It was right after I had agent Eckhart Tolle's uh, New Earth, and so it was a big deal. I was like a hot agent. And so they made me the keynote speaker. And, you know, I had just, you know, agent in Master Shah's book. So mm-hmm. I held up a copy of the book and I, I mentioned it to the audience. And after I got off the stage, a woman came up to me and explained that she was an empath and a healer herself and that she had opened the book to the calligraphy and she could feel the energy coming out of the calligraphy. So that relieved me a little bit, but I was still not a believer myself even at mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. So which which healing stands out the most to you that he did while while you were observing uh, well i mean the ones that are closest to my family are the ones that stand out to me the most mm-hmm. i mean he my stepdaughter was you know told she had breast cancer stage 4 and um they would have to you know operate and so you know Master Shah gave her calligraphy, and, you know, she was already scheduled for the surgery, so she went in, and they, you know, cut her open and uh, told her, well, we don't understand. We can't actually find the cancer now, but, you know, we still have to be concerned because it could come back. So they they, they did the, I don't know, I guess you call it a mastectomy, um, and we'll have to monitor to see how you do. So... It's been seven years, and there's no sign of cancer. Wow, so, wow, wow. You know, again, if it was just that one incident, you could say, ah, it's just lucky, lucky. Right, <laughs> you know, right, remission, right. Spontaneous remission. But because it's one of several, um, you know, that, that has much more significance to me than, you know. I, but, but you know, others I've seen are, are significant as well, but, um, you know, they're, they're – with people that, you know, I met briefly and, you know, I know they feel the impact of those healings has changed their lives, but, you know, it doesn't impact me the way, you know, someone in my own family getting healed does. Absolutely. So now when he talks to someone, you know, and figures out what, what he wants to do, how does he decide on the technique that he's going to heal with, you know? Well, he... He confers with the source. <laughs> that's that's okay. sort of his secret sauce. He is a Tao master. Of every compliment you could give him, calling him a Tao ground master would be, in his mind, the highest compliment he could ever receive. Mm-hmm. The ability to meld with Tao, 
if you believe in Tao as the source, the nature of the universe is such that we come from the source, we return to the source. The more we align ourselves with the source, the better human beings we are and the more powerful human beings we are. So that's what he's dedicated his life to. Mm-hmm. So all of his healings come from his ability to align with the Tao, with the source, and receive the information of what to do. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything without conferring with the source, with the Tao. You know, I really like his honesty, too. I mean, there's healers that will tell you, hey, I'm gonna, I, I can heal you, I can work with you. You know, and then, and then it, doesn't get he- it doesn't get healed or there's well, no improvement. I, I, I agree with you. One of the things I love about Master Shot is he is very clear I make no promises to anyone. I cannot guarantee any results mm-hmm. to anyone. However, my report card is pretty good. Go on my, my page and you'll see thousands of people and testimonials. Mm-hmm. But despite that, every situation is unique and I cannot promise you any results. And he doesn't promise any results. Yeah, that's what I like about him. I think that's cool. It's really cool. And he lives in China, right? No, he lives in Toronto, Canada. Oh, really? Yeah, so he, you know, his, and his organization, as I said, I think there's seven centers all over the world. I know he has a center in London, a center in, somewhere in Germany, I think Vancouver, as well as Toronto, uh, I think San Francisco. Um, I'm not sure where else. Absolutely. That's just, that's just so interesting to me that he can do all this. It's just, I, I love hearing these stories because it's nice to you know, know there's people I mean, out there like him. It's, it's, it's truly a miracle. I mean, I don't understand uh, how more people have not discovered Master Shah and written about him. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, you know, he should be on the cover of People magazine. I mean, this is, this is just something that is out of the ordinary and needs to be explored, uh, you know, more deeply. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, one person and, you know, I'm, I'm decent investigator but no that's not my profession i'm primarily a writer and an agent right but you know i you know i'm proud of my book and i think i've done a good job with the basics but you know i'd love to see you know somebody who's even more rigorous you know go in there and and start kicking the tires and finding out even more information and and maybe um aligning master shah's explanation of what he's doing with sort of explanations from traditional scientific perspectives because there still is, I mean, science is changing. I, I represent Dr. Gary Schwartz of the University of Arizona and mm-hmm. I represent and work with, you know, Dr. Irvin Laszlo, with, with Greg Braden, other what I would call cutting-edge scientists who are talking about post-materialist science mm-hmm. and post-materialist science is where people start looking at principles that defy just material proof. So I, I think that science is moving in a direction that is at least supporting from a logical perspective Master Shah's own belief system and explanations. But I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see more of a unification between science, traditional science, and Master Shah's, what I would call, spiritual uh, innovations. Um, and, you know, if you look at, you know, the new physics and the new science, you know, ideas such as quantum entanglement and non-local, you know, it gets very sophisticated, Mm -hmm. but as you look at some of these new scientific theories and principles, it's actually giving us foundational concepts which are 
very much aligned with these ancient principles of the Tao that Master Shah is using to create his healing. So knowing him as well as you do, what is his goal with all this? His goal is to create a, a better universe. <laughs> he doesn't even limit it to Earth. He wants to empower as many people as possible to learn these principles, to live better lives so they can heal themselves, they can heal others, and perhaps just as importantly, have better soul journeys so they act with greater kindness, greater loving, greater forgiveness. These are all principles that are part of the Tao. And these are really the principles that he would like to see more universally embraced. There's too much greed. There's too much ego. There's too much materialism in the world today. This planet has enough in terms of resources to take care of everyone. We're not dividing the resources properly. We're not making the right decisions. Mm -hmm. um, the, just the, the, the problem of pollution alone. I mean, it's not just climate change. It's, you know, that's one issue. And, you know, I'm an optimist. I think, you know, we will have fusion and other non, you know, bio, whatever, destructive energy sources. But, you know, it, it's not just that. It, it's really changing human consciousness. So that human beings understand, first of all, that we're all part of a single consciousness. Mm -hmm. We're all part of this Tao. We're all part of the same source. And if we understood that, when we look at each other, we'd be more likely to see what unifies us. It would be more like, well, I'm an arm cell and you're a leg cell. You're not really my enemy. You're just a different cell. You know? <laughs> right. And we're all part of the same body. And that is true on a, on a very cosmic level. So I think Master Shah wants to see people embrace the humanity that unifies us and pay less attention to the issues that separate us. Absolutely. Now, again, knowing him like you do, what do you like the best about him? I like his energy and his sense of humor. He's, he's always laughing and making jokes. and he, but, but it's the energy. It's, it's the innocence. There's an innocence. It's a childlike innocence. He is so enthusiastic, so eager to help others, so eager to share his knowledge. Um, and, and he's so real. I mean, there's no act with him. He's, he's consistent. You know, um, I've seen him get angry. He's a human being. He's not trying to be a saint. Um, you know, he's a real person, and he's a very dedicated person, and I think he's a wonderful model not just as a healer, but just as someone, you know, that we can all look up to. If you dedicate your life with the same passion and energy that Master Shah dedicates his life, um, you're going to be successful in anything you do. And I think that is probably ultimately what most attracts me to Master Shah. Absolutely. Last question for you, sir, and I ask this of everybody. You're standing on, a, on, on the main street in Las Vegas on the Strip, and uh, you got your book about Mr. Shah. But there's other people out there with books about healers as well. How do you get people to read your book? Well, I've actually agented the books by some of the other healers, and I want you to read their books too. I've <laughs> agented Kimberly Meredith's book, uh, Awakening to the Fifth Dimension. Go get that book. It's a great book. And the other books by other healers, you know, I, I, you know, some of them may not be so good as others, but I'm sure most of them are good. So it's not a matter of I'm in competition with anybody else. Right. But I think that if you're interested in healing, reading this book, Miracle Soul Healer, Documenting a Legend, is going to be insightful and helpful to you, whoever you are, whatever your belief system. 
And I think that you will benefit from reading the book. And the way I've written the book, it's a good story because it includes my own story of discovery, how I met Master Shah, a little bit of my background. I have a really amazing life. I was a researcher for Rod Serling's Search of Ancient Mystery at Yale. And, you know, I have little stories throughout the book. And then in addition to that, you get the stories of some of the wonderful people who have worked with Master Shah, some of his student teachers. And then you also get the stories of some of the people came to him for help and how it changed their lives. So it's a very inspirational book. Um, you know, one of my good friends is Jack Canfield. He did the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Mm-hmm. And I think there's elements of that in this book. So I just think it's a feel-good book. It's an educational book. And there's a calligraphy in the very back of the book. Right. <laughs> and just that calligraphy as a healing tool is more than worth the price of admission. So, you know, I, I think if I were in Las Vegas and there were 40 other authors there each with their own book on healing eh, i think i do pretty well out of the 40 because this book is pretty special absolutely how can people find you sir well i i i, I have to confess <laughs> even though i i'm the agent behind the four dummies book series um i'm still pretty much a technical dummy so i don't even know too much about my website i think that there's williamgladstone.com mm-hmm. which is my book site there's also watersideproductions.com is my literary agency site and i think there's ways if you go to those sites that you can get hold of me um i don't give out my personal email because sure. i get hundreds of emails a day and you need to be a little cautious i actually answer all of my own emails which you know people tell me i shouldn't be doing but um you know i'm here also to help people and you know we're, we're very proud of what we've been able to accomplish as a literary agency um you know, our motto is, you know, we're here to help authors and publishers mm-hmm. create and distribute books to create a better world. And, you know, I know what we're doing that, and it's very satisfying. And, um, you know, I just hope all your listeners get a chance to, you know, visit one of these websites or go directly to mastershaw.com, that's S-H-A, I think, and, you know, learn more about Master Shah, learn more about Waterside. Um, I know we're also having a promotion. We made a film, Tapping the Source, where some of these principles are also explained. We're doing Tapping the Source Summits with Dr. Matthew Shah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the Tapping the Source film, um, and I think it's tappingthesource.com, we have over 100 celebrities that we interviewed, and we asked each of them what was their connection to the source and how did they maintain it. And the, the answers are fascinating. People like Muriel Hemingway, Michael Beckwith of Agape, several billionaires. So, you know, we're here to provide information that will be helpful to others. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And we'll have to get you on, you know, uh, after he gets his record deal going, we'll have to get you on. (laughs) Okay, we'll get the music on. There you go. All right, sir. Well, thank you very much and have a good holiday. You too. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was very interesting to learn about about Master Shah. And if you are interested in this stuff, I have information for you, uh, to, you know, for websites and all that good stuff. And you can, I even have the website for that, uh, for that healing documentary. Anyway, tomorrow night is Nancy Matt's night. I'm really blowing my little, blowing my doors open today. Tomorrow night is Nancy Matt's night. And uh, we're going to be having kind of different topics tomorrow night. We're going to be talking, and this is something, as my, with my paranormal group, what we do when we go out to talk, ask people, and we do our preliminary investigation, which means we want, we ask questions while another investigator walks around and gets, you know, uh, readings on the house and, and different things that we need to get or the building. One of the questions we always ask is, 
do you like horror movies? Do you like the horror TV? Sh- you know, do you like ghost hunting TV shows? Do you like ghost hunting movies, horror, sh- you know, horror movies and things like that? And if they, if they say, yeah, you know, I like that. The questions that we always ask is, well, how does what's happening in your house or business relate to what you see on the screen? That's one of the questions we have. So Nancy and I are going to be talking about something similar to that in that we're going to be focusing on two movies that I chose. I chose The Sixth Sense and The Others. And we're going to be talking about that and and, and, and how that has an influence on people. You know, how those movies have influenced people. And, you know, in some cases, it, it's influenced people in the thinking that what's going on in their house is, are, are similar things. So we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. So it should be an interesting conversation with Nancy. So that's uh, that's uh, that's the update for tomorrow. That'll be 6.30 p.m. Pacific, or the usual time. I want to thank everybody. Again, if you're watching from YouTube uh, or Facebook, please hit that like and follow button uh, on Facebook. YouTube, of course, hit that subscribe. Hit that little ghost. There he is down there. Hit that little ghost and, and do subscribe because we, uh, we're we doing videos uh, Monday through or Sunday through Friday every week. And so there's a different topic every night, and it may not be paranormal. It could be something like this, or it could be maybe spousal abuse or, or some other topic, but we're always doing varying topics. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to look for, especially over, over on our YouTube page. We also have a radio web page at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com that you can check out as well. And that, and uh, um, I'm almost done getting all that together. I'm going back through our blog talk shows and and posting those on there as well. So you can go back all the way 15 years into our archives. 15 years. That's a long time. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for coming tonight. I really appreciate it. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming tonight and each and every one of you who listen to the podcast, each and every one of you that visit you know, Facebook and, 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 and YouTube and all the other sites to see what we actually have going on. I want to thank all of you, you know, for visiting those places and supporting us. I really appreciate it. I really do. If you uh, would like to do a, if you'd like to uh, get a special reading uh, this weekend at three o'clock at at 3 PM Pacific, Nancy Mass is going to be doing some special holiday readings at a reduced rate, uh, five minutes for $12. Um, It's a pretty good rate actually. And you can ask any question you want, uh, you know, anything that comes to mind that you want to find out about. Maybe one or two questions you can squeeze in in that time. Uh, the way to do that is either go to the California Haunts Meetup site. Just type in California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team Meetup. You can sign up over there. Or you can just, you can do that from Facebook. It's listed as an event over on Facebook. So check out Facebook events. Or you can just simply go to Venmo and... Uh, Type in California Haunts at, at Venmo, and it'll pop you right over the page. You can sign up at Venmo, and I'll know, you know, and then I'll send you a link to the event because it's going to be over. It's going to be here on, on uh, StreamYard, and what happens is after you get your reading, I'm going to send you a copy of that reading. Okay, you'll get a video copy of the reading or audio if you prefer, depending on what, you know, what your preference is. Also, don't feel like people, everybody in the world is going to hear your reading because what we're going to do is I'm going to be muting people that are in the audience so they can't hear you okay that way you get a private reading out of it okay anyway that's a possibility for something if you want to do maybe a christmas gift for somebody that's always wanted a psychic reading you could do that too they're good for christmas gifts all right anyway enough of that now i'm going to run the other spiel you see that ticker at the bottom of the pay, at, at the bottom here and that's because 
California Haunts doesn't take any money for any of its services when we go out to help people or anything like that. So, again, we've always got bills to pay anyway. You know, we're paying internet and power and computers and, you know, travel expenses and all that stuff. And because I'm the owner of the gig, it all comes out of my pocket. So, uh, you know, I want to keep the show on the air and keep it going. You guys have been doing great the last three years and helping us out. And, uh, and uh, uh, hopefully, you, uh, hopefully you can help us out some more, you know, keep, keep us on the air. And it doesn't matter the amount. Every little bit helps, believe me. So that's paypal.me at California Haunts, or again, Venmo, and then just type in California Haunts. Anyway, I want to thank you all, and I really appreciate you all. And so here we're going to get his contact information and the books that he has out. Here we go. So the first book is The Power of Twelve, and of course, Miracle Soul, he Miracle Soul Healer. And the other books are the other book is the Twelve and Tapping the Source. And the website is WilliamGladstone.com. And the video is TappingTheSource.io. That's what I found. It might be TappingTheSource.com. So check out both those addresses. And of course, the books are available at Amazon. All right, everyone, I will see you tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, with Nancy Matz. Have a good one.